Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. Hello, everyone. I'm talking with Samantha Kozuch. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Perfect. Okay. And Samantha has just moved from Los Angeles to beautiful suburban Austin, Texas, and is loving it. Yes. She left one of my favorite places, Marina Del Rey in Los Angeles, and is now in another great place. And so living the life you wanted, you got to change the scenery. There's not much of a marina there and uh, outside of Austin, is there? Well, we happen to just live on Lake Travis. So even though right now the lake levels are extremely low. Oh, we do. We still have that nice, the water atmosphere out here. So kind of grateful oh, for that. Well, great. Yeah, there's something about being around the water and living near the water, isn't it? Oh, there sure is. Samantha, it's you have had a busy, busy, busy life. And in I'm sure all areas of life, but especially in your business life, and what would you say? And you've got a podcast, you've got a, your e-commerce business, manuscripting, which is not the same as manscaping or anything like no. that, I'm sure. <laughs> Definitely is not. <laughs> and so uh, we'll get into all of that. But how did you get into the entrepreneurial thing? You probably, you've got modeling in your background and you probably recognize as soon as you saw me, an X model as well. Just kidding. <laughs> you probably see me on the runways in Milan and Rome. I thought you looked familiar. I thought you looked familiar. I get that all the time. But, <laughs> but anyway, talk about what was in your head growing up that you think put you on this independent type track because that's what I see in your thing is someone who has got a head on your shoulders. You're looking for bright, interesting, exciting things. I don't know about you, Samantha, but I am attracted by wow. You know, when I was in uh, growing up, we moved around a lot because my father was in the Air Force and I was always attracted by the wow things, the interesting things, the exciting things, and easier to stay excited when you're doing something that inspires you. So as you were growing up, where did you get your light bulbs turned on? Oh, that is a deep question that I don't think I've ever been asked so directly like this. But for me, growing up, I was first generation American, but my parents had first immigrated from Poland to Australia, where I was born and raised up until 12 years old. And then at 12 years old, we picked up and moved again to America. And I think with just seeing, since my parents were immigrants, I saw them, how they worked so hard and how they were always doing everything that they could to give my sister and I a better life. And it wasn't until end of college where I had this entrepreneurial bug kick in. And it was because my entire upbringing from like, even from high school and in college, I was studying basically to go to med school. And then when I was in my junior, senior year of that, when I've been working so hard for many years, you know, to get all the education, all the credits, all the prereqs and all that from med school, I had this moment of like, wait a second, 
this isn't actually what I want to do. And it was such a confusing time in my life because when you spend so long being so dedicated to do something, and then all of a sudden it, it was just like this intuitional gut feeling where it's like, this isn't it. And from there, when I told my parents that, hey, I'm not going to go to med school. I'm going to take a year off, quote unquote, and like figure it out. Actually, I lied to them actually first saying, I'm going to take a year off, study for the MCAT and all that sort of stuff and yeah. and apply. And because to them, right, being immigrants, you know, if anyone listening is a first generation child, like your parents want you to either be a doctor or a lawyer or something super prestigious, right? Because they work so hard yeah. to make such a good life for you. And for me, it finally clicked like, that's not the way. And when I had this conversation with them, it was a the unspoken kind of new rule of like, well, if you're not going to go to med school, we're no longer going to support you financially. Like I'm sure that they would, but they're like, you have to figure it out then because you know we supported you this entire way and now you're not going to go do the thing. So you got to figure it out. And from there, that's when it lit that fire under my butt to be like, okay, well, I don't know what I'm going to do next, but my entire life, because I'm tall, I'm 5'10". I was always told, you should be a model. Why aren't you a model? Why don't you act? And that was always really intriguing to me. But at the same time growing up, and my parents were pretty strict, they're like, no, you're not doing that. You're going to go to school. You're going to play sports. You're going to do all those things. Right. So I started doing that, which I became very successful at, so to speak. And then from there, it turned into you know the social media space opened up with Instagram and Facebook and all of a sudden I was just posting videos and pictures from like working out. And all of a sudden I was a fitness influencer before the word influencer even existed. So I started, I was like, oh, I can make money out of this. And then people started asking me, oh, how did you get in shape? How now, how old were you? I mean, where was this? Was this after yeah. you, the, you dropped out of the men's school? Mm -hmm. So this was at- Okay, well, let me dial back for a minute. I'm curious. What sports did you play? I played basketball and ran track. Really? Yeah. And so did your teams win? Oh, yeah. 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 We were really good. I was the even like growing up, like I was fastest girl at school in running. I had multiple even scholarship offers to go do that. And I had actually turned. You had those long legs from being 5'10". Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I always had this drive to like to win, to be good, to get good grades, to work hard, like that was my upbringing. Like if you work hard, like you're going to see results. So I really had that ingrained in me from a really young age. You know, it's amazing how many entrepreneurs got that start in high school in athletics. And I used to say that uh, I didn't have what it takes to go on and be a, a college athlete, but I did have enough sports background to learn that winning is better than losing. <laughs> sure it is. Yes, it is. And winning one time is not good enough. And so no matter how many trophies you have, it's you've got your eye on that next one because, you know, you don't want to lose once you, you win. So you had the taste of winning and something was percolating in your mind, which did not translate into endless, boring hours of study in dorms. And then, you know, you're really smart to get out of that early. You know, that, you know, we could tell people take a lesson from Samantha, when your gut is telling you you're on the wrong track, pay attention to it because you're probably not going to do well going forward in that thing that your gut is rebelling against. And no matter how 
tough it is to deal with the the people around you and their expectations are no matter how far you in are into it is not you know you may have feel like you've wasted some time in it but it's probably not wasted time if you get on out when that instinct because the interesting thing is the instincts in you did not kick in a year early or maybe you know it kicked in after you had you know, that's the thing about making decisions and moving forward, Samantha. You've got to keep moving forward. And even if you don't, you know, I know so many people, like, they get stuck in life where they, I don't know where I want to live. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know this. Well, get the best choice of courting your instinct. Get your facts and then call a shot. And then if it's not the best one, that'll put you in a position to realize the better one. I had a friend one time, he's building his dream home. And uh, I said, you know, the dream home. I said, you know, the thing about the dream home is that you always think of other things to add, you know, because I used to build houses. I built a hundred houses coming out of uh, Georgia Tech. He said, yeah. He said, the only thing I know is going to be better than the one I'm in now. (laughs) Exactly. And so you made a decision and from that, it turned in, basically, you pulled that out of your life. You created room where now other things could come in. How did you even think about the fitness and posting videos? And who made you an expert in working out? It Probably you weren't an expert. You were good in sports. So maybe you learned some great techniques along the way or had good coaching or what? Yeah. So this was back in what, 2005. I'm kind of even just dating myself a little bit, but from yeah, 2005 to 2009, that's when I was in college. And so Facebook had just come out. Instagram had just started. So it was literally just posting just like nothing what it is today. But because I had quit sports that I literally from like the time I could walk up until finishing school. I always had a coach. I was always told what to do, how to train. I never had to think for myself. So I dove into the fitness magazines. Like that was the thing. You order your fitness magazines, you follow the programs in those magazines. So I had to kind of reteach myself how to work out, get back in the gym. I was, you know, YouTube was like the big hot thing at that time with fitness videos and all that sort of stuff. So I just started learning that stuff. And then I, you know, I would see these girls in the magazines. And I'm like, I want to be that fitness girl in the magazine. So that's what really, like, I saw this next goal of being, wanting to do that and be that inspiration. And it all just kind of happened like naturally, even though I was doing things every single day to help achieve those goals. So I was published in fitness magazines. I did have the YouTube channel with the workouts and creating the programs and all that sort of stuff. And it was because I had the desire to do it and I just took action on it. So it all just happened at the end of the day, it feels like it just happened so naturally, but it's combining, you know, that desire, that drive and that taking action, it's going to give you results just by doing that, right? It's kind of like easier said than done. But, you know, it's never joyride to the top. So personally, what was the toughest thing for you personally, not the business side, the personal side where you had to deal with things. I say this because I'm, you know, fairly advanced down the road and I still go through it. You know, you have to make tough changes. You have to like things you were counting on and you realize this is a lost cause and you have to extricate yourself out of something that you had all your hopes and dreams about doing, or that was kind of part of your identity. 
you know, but like, no, that's just not going to be an option anymore. And so what were for you, what in terms of the people you dealt with, the things that you had to uh, commit to, what what was the most gut wrenching you would you say that you had to face? Honestly, it was having to tell my parents that I wasn't going to go to med school. Because that was like, at that age, being so young, like those are the people that like you look up to, that, you know, believe in you, that want the best for you. And just to like go through that experience and then feel like you were disappointing them and feeling like they never said like, you're making the worst decision of your life. Like, you know, you're stupid to do this. Like, but I felt that they just didn't understand and get it. Yeah. And going through that. And that was for many years, I kind of struggled with that because I always then felt like I had to continue proving myself and proving myself. And that did drive me. Was it a healthy driver? I don't know, but it did get me to that next thing that I was doing. And then even from being in the fitness space, to then at that point, like pivoting to the next thing and to the next thing. And then it got me to where I am today. And as you said earlier, you know, you go through something like, for example, school, and then I built out a full social media. And then every time I pivot, you would, most people think, well, that was such a waste of time that you spent so much time building it. But with every single decision that I made and every single piece of my career that I was in, I learned so many tools. I had so many different experiences that where I am today, like I'm still using things that I learned, you know, in college when I was studying pre-med, because what I'm teaching now, it has a lot of stuff to do with the human body. So just by having that foundation, like eventually it all comes full circle if you trust it. Yeah. Pivoting, speak to this. Pivoting is not quitting. No. Because a lot of times people will stay in what they're doing and I'm just not going to quit. It's a decision we all have to make. Like, am I going to give this more time, and maybe I'm just emotionally uh, worn out because they're not quite over the top of the hill. If I stay on track, all of this can turn around. Or you come to the conclusion like, no, this is a lost cause. It's not even fun anymore. I don't have to give this up, but I want to give it up. And, uh, you know, I could do that, but I just don't want to do that. You know, it's not going to turn out the way I thought. And that that's leads to a pivot versus quit because you're keeping your momentum. You're just shifting your momentum in another direction. Speak about that for a minute. Yeah. So pivoting, I've done it three or four major times over the last 10 years. Yeah. And every single time it was really scary to do because as you've built up a business and you're making that income and revenue and then all of a sudden you pivot, it's a big dip that happens. It doesn't just continue growing, right? But what I learned over the last 10 years of these experiences is that every single time, you know, as you're evolving and growing, you start to learn more about yourself, right? You start figuring out your purpose and what you are meant to do. And I was very in tune with that. And even though that's not, I didn't know that's what I did when I first decided not to go to med school. I didn't understand that. I was very confused. But as I started going through a few years and feeling that experience again, like, hey, Sam, actually, like, this isn't what you're meant to be doing. You're meant to now go do this. Like following your, I followed my gut and intuition so many times that now when it, if it is ever to hit me again, it's like, I know this feeling and I know it's time to make a change. And it's so empowering. And I think a lot of people are so afraid to do it because of exactly what you said. Like, 
oh, I'm wasting time. Oh, well, it's so silly to give up this much income or revenue or salary in order to start over and pivot again. I put in so much time, but I think that's where most people hold themselves back in their fullest potential because on the other side of that, like every single time I have pivoted, I have trusted because one, I'm now, as I'm growing, right, you're changing. And that next pivot is just stepping more into alignment of what you are meant to do. And when you trust that and when you follow that, you're going to be successful. It might not be a success instantly, but just by being such in alignment with what you do, your purpose, you're passionate about it, you will be successful. So I have just fully learned to do that. And then this is what I also teach as well, because I know so many people that are currently miserable in their jobs or in their careers or in their businesses, and they do it for the money and they're afraid to take that next step. So I think really getting in tune with your gut feelings. And when you feel like, you know what, of course there are things in every single business we do that. It's not fun. It's mundane. It's the same things we do all the time. But if overall you're waking up excited every day, like that's how you should feel is really excited and passionate about what you're doing, what you are putting out into the world. And as long as you're feeling that, like you're in a good place. Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whitealamwinning.com. Thanks for listening.